You are listening to Daily Devotions with Pastor Robert Marsbach. We believe that these devotions will encourage and strengthen you. So tune in, connect, and be blessed. For any more information, please visit us online at lifechurchuk.org. Welcome to Life Devotions. Thank you for joining me today. The Son of God, the Son of Man. That was Jesus' favorite title for himself, where he called himself the Son of Man. And I find that utterly wonderful that God was not ashamed to give up all of his glory as being equal in the form of God, Jesus, and taking on the form of a man. The Apostle Paul shares that in most amazing language right there in Philippians chapter 2, verse 5 through 10, where he shows you that even though Jesus being equal with God in the form of God did not consider becoming a man, that that would take away from his divinity. No, because he saw by becoming the Son of Man, the Son of Man becoming the Son of God. Did you hear what I just said? He saw the future by becoming the Son of Man, the Son of Man becoming the Son of God. Because he knew that that is what the Father predestined for man before he made man in him and through him, in Christ and through Christ we all were made. That we were predestined to be made in his image. Genesis 1 verse 26, let us make man in our image. He made them both male and female. He made them and blessed them. And we could see that that was what God predestined man to. And Jesus came to show what it looked like for the Son of Man to become the Son of God. I mean, I love Jesus' language, especially in the Gospel of John, where he says, see me, see the Father, receive me, receive the Father. I'm in the Father, the Father's in me, and on and on and on. He gives this amazing language. And why is this so important here? This devotion is brought out here during Christmas, right at the end of December. Because he says here in Luke chapter 2, verse 8, Now there were in the same country shepherds living out in the fields, keeping watch over their flocks by night. And behold, the angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were greatly afraid. And the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be to all people. For there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign to you that you will find a babe wrapped in swelling cloth, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God, saying, Glory to God in the highest on earth, peace and goodwill towards all men. All of heaven rejoiced to see the glory of God in man, in Jesus. Oh, what an amazing wonder of what was taking place there where the Word, as 
John describes it so masterfully by the Holy Spirit. Without the Holy Spirit, how could he say it? In the beginning was the Word. And the Word was with God and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him. And without him, nothing was made that was made. And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. And we beheld his glory. The glory as the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Oh, what a marvel, what a marvel when the Son of Man, when the Son of God became the Son of Man. And he did not consider his equality with God robbery from God. That's an interesting thought that the Apostle Paul shows. Christ's oneness with the Father did not take away from the glory of the Father. No, it unveiled the glory of the Father, as he would say in verse 18. No one has seen God, John 1:18. At any time, the only begotten Son who's in the bosom of the Father, he has declared him, unveiled him, brought him out where he can be seen in the body that was given him. And that did not take away from God. It was not robbery to God for God to be in man. And you can see that God being in man did not compel Jesus to exalt self. No, the opposite. It empowered and enabled Jesus to give self for God to become all in all. He showed his divinity in his humility and his obedience, even to the extreme of death on the cross, wherefore we can see him so highly exalted that at the name of Jesus Christ, every knee bows to God and every tongue confesses that he is Lord. It's most amazing to see the divinity of God in Jesus was not in self-exaltation like the spirit of this world that is the nature of Satan, but in self-humility. That is the true nature of God's glory, humility and obedience. And Jesus Christ displayed that so perfectly. I love how he he shows this divinity in man in here in, in 2 Corinthians 8 verse 9. I'll read to you from the Amplified. For you have become progressively acquainted with and recognized more strongly and clearly the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, His kindness, His gracious generosity, His undeserved favor and special spiritual blessing in that though He was so very rich, yet for your sake He became so very poor in order that by His poverty you might become enriched, abundantly supplied. So what's the point of the message? Jesus became Jesus being God. Because in all that he is and all that he does, he shows himself to be God. And he gave up his glory being equal with God to become fully man. Yes? He, the Son of God, became the Son of Man so that the Son of Man could become the Son of God. That is the point. And Jesus 
seeing the Son of Man being the Son of God as God predestined it and those whom he predestined to be like himself he also called and those whom he called he justified and those whom he justified he also glorified what can we say of this if God be for us who can be against us Jesus foreseeing being in the father when he said being the word let us make man in our image and then he Jesus being the word being the creator through whom all was created, for whom all was created, by whom all was created, Jesus. Foreseeing this, he gladly became man because he foresaw what man was predestined to be so that he could show whom he had predestined man to be, to be like God, to become like him, the son of man, becoming the son of God. And I find this beyond measure, inspiring also knowing that he has predestined you and me to be conformed to his image, Romans 8, 29. Amen. And that even though now, while we are Christians, it's not fully made manifest yet what we shall be when we see him, this we know when we see Jesus will be like him because in the twinkling of an eye, he will conform us and bring us to perfection in the knowledge of himself and present us to the Father, to the praise and the glory of his grace that forever the Father can point to us as an example of who he is and all that he's done for us through his son, Jesus Christ, and making us like himself. Oh my goodness, when you begin to get this, you begin to be so compelled to live for the things that are set before you instead of the things that are passing away in this present life. You know that the hope before you is glorious and you gladly live holy today so that you may be revealed as holy then. Oh my goodness, you find these scriptures in 1 Peter chapter, uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 7 verse 1, 1, Corinthians, 1 John chapter 3 verse 1, 2 and 3. Oh my, and there's so many more. But I'll close with you. Uh, I thought I was going to read it to you from the Amplified, but I won't. Hebrews chapter 2 verse 10, 11 and 12. Hebrews 2 verse 10, 11 and 12. Listen to this, talking about Jesus. It was fitting for him, for whom are all things, and by whom are all things, in bringing many sons to glory to make the captain of their salvation perfect through suffering. So it was fitting for God, for whom are all things, and by whom are all things, in bringing many sons to glory to bring the captain of their salvation perfect through suffering. For both he who sanctifies and those who are being sanctified are all of one, for which reason he is not ashamed to be called their brethren, saying, I will declare your name to my brethren, and in the midst of the assembly I will sing praise to you. Jesus is not ashamed to call you and me his brothers and sisters, because we have become like him because he has become like us now. Him becoming like us is the calling, is the surety that we can become like him. And 
what he shows himself to be in being a man is what he now shows your call to be as a son and daughter of God. Jesus didn't just come to reveal the Father is what I'm trying to show you. He did. He said, see me, see the Father. John chapter 14, verse 7. See me, see the Father. If you've seen me, you've seen the Father. He didn't just come and reveal the Father to us, but He came to reveal us to us. He came to reveal who you and me are called to be in Him. So if you ever want to say, you know, maybe you say, Pastor Robert, I sometimes struggle with who I am, what I am. Look to Jesus. He is the mirror of truth. It says in 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 17 and 18, that Christ's spirit in us is a mirror that perfectly reflects that which is written that we now see in Jesus, the image of the living God. And His Spirit in us is transforming and conforming us into His likeness. You want to know who you are? Look at Jesus. He is the perfect example of whom God's called you to be. And when you look to Him, you'll become radiant because by His indwelling life, He will keep on every day and night, perfectly, faithfully, transforming you inwardly into His likeness until all the life of His presence in you begins to shine through you and people look at you and go, my goodness, you're changed. You still live in the same body, but you are a new creation, born of God. The old has passed away. Behold, everything has become new. Jesus became the Son of Man so that the Son of Man could become the Son of God. Amen. Have a good day.